Welcome back to The Strong Room. A good estate plan is like a strong room that safeguards valuable things. Here is Macmillan Estate Planning's Chief Branding Officer, Melanie Grant, with estate and legal expert, Roland Lequie, discussing two vital documents that need to be in place. And that is an enduring power of attorney and a personal directive. The enduring power of attorney deals with financial decisions that come up, such as who is managing your assets if you lose the ability to do so on your own. Should they keep you in your home? Should they sell the home and move you to a different location? The financial aspect of that is covered by the power of attorney. Uh, Many of us have investments that earn income over time, and that continues whether or not you're working, whether you've lost capacity, you're likely still earning some income. So as a result, you have to continue to file a tax return. So again, if you lose capacity, you need to name someone who has the power to do that for you. And if you don't have this document in place, the alternative is to approach the courts and get an order that grants someone the authority to do that and sets the parameters of that appointment. So it can become a very costly and time-consuming process if you don't plan properly in your lifetime. And I think a lifetime also includes the tax plan that an accountant would prepare as well to ensure that you are optimizing your estate that you've worked so hard to create as well. It's not just about maybe becoming incapacitated, but also ensuring that what you have worked for, those assets worked for you as well. Yes, and that comes into play with what is your lifestyle? Will you have enough income to promote that sort of lifestyle? Or will they have to sell some assets in order to generate the income necessary? Uh, Whenever you sell an asset, of course, there's taxation involved. There is the idea of a beneficiary may not get that asset if it is sold in your lifetime. So those are considerations that we want to discuss and, and work out a plan while you're still here. You can put the parameters around these documents that that meet your circumstances. So why do you think that our perception is the way it is around estate planning? Well, I think it's because people are familiar with the will. Often people have been through a process where an elderly relative, be it a parent, grandparent, has passed away. There was an administration of the estate and, and assets were, were passed down from one generation to the next. So they, they've seen that happen. The other element of someone stepping in to care for an aged parent or grandparent, oftentimes that happens just out of necessity without the realization that planning is important to make sure your goals are met. I also, from our experience at our office and working with you so closely with our clients, um, I believe that once they understand a little bit more about estate planning and what it can offer, the life plan then covers all those cornerstones of an estate plan, not just the legal looks at the current assets, what their li- their goals are for their family and themselves, their lifestyle that they need to protect, um, things, what their family dynamic is, if they own a business. And that uh, is more much more important than a death plan because it affects them while they're alive. That's certainly true. A lot of our families that, that we plan with have to consider some very difficult questions, such as if you lose capacity and you have medical challenges, what lengths would you like taken to prolong your life, to uh, continue efforts? Uh, and some people have very definite opinions, but their families may not be aware of that, such as termination of support. Absolutely. Could we cover maybe a little bit and have a conversation about the areas that influence 
your life plan? Sure. People are living longer. That is certainly one element. Uh, people are healthier later in their years. They can have some medical issues that impact them later in life. They have assets that are growing over time. People retire, leading into considerations of how should they manage the estate to provide for a longer lifespan. We have a lot of complex family dynamics, such as the sandwich generations, people that are caring for their children and then later caring for an aged parent. So we have a lot of family dynamics that are coming into play. Um, oftentimes children are getting into divorces and they move back in with parents. So those kinds of challenges can impact what your life plan will be. We see a lot of family businesses where families are growing a business together and maybe one or more children work in the business whereas others don't. And sometimes we raise that question of what is fair? Because in a situation like that, fair is not always equal. So we sometimes have to look at how do we continue compensation for one child who's living with a parent and looking after them, or they're working in a family business while this parent is, is getting older and is requiring more and more care. I agree. Also, from uh, meeting with some clients, you come to discover through the um, questions that you ask for the life plan, um, things like children with special needs or caring, like you had mentioned, for elderly parents or caring for a spouse that may have suffered from a stroke or those kind of things. I mean, those really do affect your lifestyle and your goals. And so when we sit with families, we like to find out what their hobbies are, you know, different life scenarios. If their life was to take one direction, then we need to alter that plan or accommodate that plan accordingly. Um, I like another one, very important part of the plan, is where families reside or where they were born, because that does definitely affect the, the tax of how their estate would be distributed and taxes owing. It certainly does. In Calgary, there is a large number of U.S. residents living abroad, so often we have clients that either lived or worked in the U.S. at some point in their career, or they spend a lot of time there as sort of a semi-retirement location. And the U.S. has a number of very far-reaching pieces of legislation that require really onerous reporting mechanisms. Sometimes death taxes come into play. So again, if you're, you're planning proper for, for yourself and you have these U.S. issues, you have to make sure that someone is able and competent to take over the requirements of the U.S. legislation as well as Canada. So when we build an estate plan with your help, uh, we like to have the four cornerstones protecting their strong room, and that is the life plan, which envelops the tax plan, legal plan, and then it ends with the legacy plan. I actually don't like the term death plan because it's such a negative connotation. Really, it should be considered legacy planning. But when, what does a life plan actually do for a family? Well, a life plan is meant to protect your assets, Make sure that proper management is put into place to care for you and your family and to protect your assets as much as possible. Avoid undue taxation. Uh, make sure there's wise stewardship around assets. Um, counsel prepared to assist on you know, how to liquidate an asset. How do we minimize taxes? All those sorts of things are involved in the life plan. Now, I know that um, there are things that are often overlooked when we'll review a file, 
that we need to sometimes alter to accommodate. Could we talk a little bit about those ones, Roland? For instance, incapacity. Right. Incapacity can be a major concern because it can subject a person to influence by other family members, business partners, even members of the public that are interested in, in perpetrating some sort of fraud or, or a way of influence. Most often that's seen against your finances, right? Someone can take advantage of a, of a heartfelt scenario and, and get more money out of a parent than perhaps one of the other children would, would want to see. It can also affect your retirement plans. So maybe if you were to suffer an illness where you did become incapacitated, um, your needs might trump your retirement plan, which then would affect your spouse as well. So a good life plan would look at both scenarios to ensure that um, your goals are always met. I also think there's a lot of confusion brought on by a lack of instruction. Um, or guidance and power that's delegated out to the people that are going to care for you during your lifetime. Um, and it always comes at the worst possible time, which makes it quite difficult for families. Yes, when you're dealing with challenges of, of incapacity for, again, say a parent as a, a prime example, um, children may not know where the assets are located. They may not know uh, when a GIC matures. What do they do with that with that money? They may not know you know, what the uh, investments are, where are they located. So information is, is definitely a critical element, part of the overall planning process to get an overall snapshot of a person's estate that can be, you know, passed on to a family member that is imposed with the obligation of management of those assets. Our thanks to Melanie Grant, Roland Lequee, and Sherry McMillan for sharing their wisdom on the program today. This is The Strong Room.